you know, here. What's up? I was thinking about something. What were you thinking about, bro? I was thinking about what's going on in the earth, right? What's happening in our minds? Yeah. Uh, and I wondered, why does it matter? We're about to find out. <laughs> Holy find shit. Out. Ready? Ready. Let's get it. Welcome to Earth, Mind, and Matter. He said, fuck it. Let's talk about albums. He said, let's talk about some movies and some fucking comics. This week in the universe, across the internet. So what's up, Javi? What's going on, Frankie? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, well, well. Yo, first of all, rest in peace, Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, off, rest off in bat. peace, Betty White. Fucking America's angel. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is crazy. My how, favorite golden girl. Yeah, the golden girl. The most golden of girls. Feel me? True. And it's, it's a tragedy, but fuck it. There's more people on earth. There'll be more Betty Whites. Let's the, do it. You know? So we're back. We're back. New Year 2022. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. And whatever you believe in, this or is, just or just happy day, happy day. <laughs> yeah, you know? if you're just a negative Nancy in the dirt, happy day or sad day. No, no, you know happy I mean? day, happy day, only happy days. Listen, you <laughs> made it to today. Facts. That was better than yesterday. There's a chance that somebody might hear you say that and then die right afterwards. <laughs> <So>. Whoa, <laughs> let's hope not. <laughs> but if they die, they'll never know. <laughs> they'll never Damn. know. Anyway, this is um, this is what's happening on the earth in our minds and why it matters. This is Earth, Mind, and Matter. Welcome back. This is uh, a second official episode. We're doing the damn thing today. Um, we have the little structure, right? I'm hosting yep. it today, and of course, we'll get on with our AMC section later. Tell the folks what the AMC section is for one last time. Ooh. We saw, we, oh, oh, AMC, mm-hmm. album, movie, comic. Every time we shoot the show, we got to pick one of them. And last week we did album, right? Album. Two weeks ago, we did album, Blink-182. No, Blink-182, what am I saying? <laughs> what was the album called? Cosmic? Cosmic Thrill Seekers. <laughs> my bad, my bad. We talked about Cosmic Thrill Seekers, what it meant to both of us, how good it was, and I really liked it. First of all, I want to say with that album, again, it was really out of my ordinary listening, yeah, but it was super cool to dive into it. Super crazy. Check that out in the last episode, and we'll talk about something else this time—a movie. All right. Nice. But anyway, I'm Frankie. I'm Javi. And let's get the show started. All, All right? right. So today we're going to be talking about a couple of things. As always, this is a podcast. You know what else will we Wait, be doing? What is this? <laughs> a little little podcast. What, what was the podcast called before it was podcast? I think radio. Just radio, I, right? That was just radio. Fuck, man. That must have been harder. <laughs> that must have been harder to do. A lot more censorship. Feel me? Yeah. Uh, you think you could do something like radio, like censorship and like uh, people telling you, "Hey, you should say this or that." How would you feel about that? I I feel like it depends, like who I work for, like how much okay. I would suck it up. Because mm-hmm. like if it's for a company that I like and I care about, and whatever the case is, and like mm-hmm. yeah, I'll I'll suck it up and like yeah. I'll. I'll I I'll avoid saying certain things and things like that and gotcha. whatever the case is. But like, okay, if it's for a company I don't really care about, like, like Foot Locker, yeah, <laughs> like I, it, it's gonna annoy me every time to do it. I mean, like this is bullshit. This is I dumb. I think the beauty of like doing this is not being censored. You get me? I know a paycheck is great, but also say what you want because somebody out there's gonna be like, yeah, man, like finally these people are speaking just 
unfiltered speech. And hey, who's to say that we're not getting paid for this? Ooh. Yet. We're not. <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's, all, it's all for the glory right here. But the best things happen. They say they say with football, right? A lot of people appreciate college football a little more than NFL because they say the college football players aren't getting paid like NFL players. So they'll grind harder. I think that shit is more boring, though. <laughs> I like watching <laughs> NFL, but, you know, to each his own. Anyway, I got a couple topics we'll be talking about today. You know, one of them is going to be it's going to be going to COVID again, but more so the airline passenger airline flights that have been delayed and canceled. Okay. And China's no COVID policy. Okay. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man. The new right. one that just came out, No Way Home. I don't know if you ever heard of it. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Spider-Man, No Way Home. <laughs> Spider-Man, yeah. I know a way home. <laughs> In theaters 2023. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to tell you a little story in my life that should happen. And we'll get up to our AMC section later. All right. Um, all right. Today's a movie. And yeah, so it begins right now. And I'm going to start off with a little story. Just because I said, fuck it. Why not Ooh. share a little something? Ooh, you know? story time. You ready? Get your snacks ready. <laughs> so anyway, you know, back then I worked in a, in a Starbucks in Flushing, Queens. Okay. Right? Flushing, Queens is a crazy location in New York City. If you're not from New York, if you go there, good luck. It's fucking <laughs> wild. Not to be negative about it, but it's a great experience yeah great experience full of people full of culture a lot of asian culture there and the story i'm gonna tell is kind of irrelevant towards flushing itself aside the amount of people that were there okay but today i was uh working and i heard a song by joy badass from his tape 1999 music right. is really great very great very iconic probably his best piece of work but all i'm doing is mopping right and then I hear I hear my my coworker David. He's like, "Hey, hey, yo, uh, come follow me. We're about to close up." I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, "Just follow me. Just come. Just come." I'm like, "All right." So I'm going, and we step out to the sidewalk, right? And there's a crowd of people. There's like there's like maybe hundreds and hundreds of people. No exaggeration, hundreds of people. There's there's a library across the street with some stairs. Okay. So the whole stairs were filled with people. All the sidewalk was filled with people. My part of the sidewalk, just hundreds and hundreds of people. Even on the roof, were people looking down, and the street was like there was there was a person laying down, right? Okay. Now in Flushing, if you've ever been, there's so much traffic. Yeah. Back to back traffic, constant honk horning. Um, you know, um, honk horning. Uh, people <laughs> smoking cigarettes, spitting at the trash cans, yelling at each other, all that crazy shit. It's really. I, I feel like Flushing is like the Chinatown of Queens. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say it's the China Empire because <laughs> the town, like, you go to Manhattan, there's a little section for Chinatown, little Italy, all that stuff. But with Flushing, there's just so many nits and crannies, like all the all the little spaces. There's so much going on everywhere, and I, I from working there for a couple of years, the the knowledge I took from that place was incredible, and I would uh, I appreciate it, and I have like a love hate relationship with it. Nice, you know what I'm trying nice. to say. So being around there was awesome, and it taught me how to like be a little tougher, like grittier in terms of personality, but to appreciate things more too. But did but, you have breakup sex with the store? Of course. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, just kidding. <laughs> but you know, that's for another podcast. <laughs> Wait, yeah. how many podcasts are you doing? Man, I got about seventeen under my belt, bro. <laughs> what? You said I was your only one. <laughs> It's the other earth and mine, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, I go outside and there's a crowd of people, hundreds and hundreds of people. And I'm like, what's going on? And I see a person lying down and, and they're covered in cardboard. 
Okay. And we're like, what's happening? And David's like, yeah, somebody just got ran over. Holy yeah. shit. So, so the traffic is so bad there. And what had happened is that a lady tried to jaywalk. But she was an old lady. This lady apparently got run over by one of the buses that go around Flushing. Not wow. an MTA bus. Yeah, one of those like buses that are smaller, like half a real bus, not MTA, private company. But they take people around um, okay. Flushing. Apparently, the traffic is so bad there that she got ran over. But she got run over multiple times by multiple cars. Jeez. Because it was back to back. Wow. So I'm there watching. I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? And then the cops come. And I'm telling you, it's a stadium full of people outside watching this whole scenario. And somebody was kind enough to put cardboard over the body. So before that, that body was just out there, guts galore. I um <laughs> I saw shoes, like her shoes like far from like a little close to the body. And I saw some guts outside the cardboard. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. So I'm watching and I'm very young at this time. I'm saying like 18, 19, around there, right? Okay. And I'm like, holy fuck, being traumatized. <laughs> like realistically, I'm just watching, yeah. like, what the fuck, man? The cops come and they they have just think about the pressure of working in that circumstance with all those people watching you. Yeah. And mind you, there's probably videos and all that stuff. So I'm wow. just there watching. And, and so the the I guess the forensics or whatever come and they get rid of the cardboard and they cover it with a sheet, a white sheet. Uh-huh. So what happens when blood mixes with white? It, it, it just seeps right red. through. Yeah. So yeah. you just saw red spots seeping through the blanket. And I'm there like, what the fuck, man? So we call it our, our boss. Our boss says, close the store. Close the store. Some guy's knocking on the window. He's like, "Hey, why are you? Why aren't you? Why aren't you open?" I'm like, "Bro, a human <laughs> is dead, man. A human is dead right across the street. Just come on, man." And yeah, I just wanted to share that story. Not that it's a good one or anything. <laughs> but I just what thought a, it was—it's crazy. What a way right? to start the show. What wow. a way! <laughs> Happy oh Halloween! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like you, you really said, "Let's wet our whistle." And like, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel I have a lot of stories under my belt and some of them I just want to get out there because that was a really crazy moment. It was pretty petrifying to me, honestly speaking, but it was pretty impactful. And when it comes to the reason I like that we cover entertainment is because today I heard that song. I heard the song or at least the album that was being played while I was cleaning right before I saw the body. Okay. And I heard a song, one of the songs today. And I just got pretty, like, I don't want to say depressed. That's too exaggerative. But I got really down because I love yeah. that music. But I associate it with that memory and yeah. how young I was. And and it really opens up your mind to more darkness. And it kind of makes you a little more, what's the word? Just like raw to the world. Because you understand okay. it can end anytime quickly. And realistically. Like so a little it, more jaded. Yeah. And, and realistically, it's her fault for jaywalking. But it's also True. New York City and the traffic it has and the amount of people. It can be It's a lot draining. of factors. It's a lot of factors. Yeah. But the fact, the crazier thing is that that bus went to go on to drive miles and miles and miles more. And it didn't realize how. Did it had, realize? Yeah, man. It didn't realize what? it had run over this lady. And multiple cars ran over her. But isn't, that's the thing. That's how crazy the traffic is in Flushing. How so do you I not had, realize you've hit a person? We, we read the article post and... I think it had gone on the highway or something and they finally realized. So just first of all, rest in peace to that lady. <laughs> you know, yeah. regard, you know, really rest in pieces. Ooh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, no. but I just think that's an interesting story. There's no moral or nothing. It's just straight okay. story. 
So, yeah. so this is a new segment, clearly. Story time with Frankie. <laughs> Definitely, bro. It's not even the b-hole. <laughs> it's just, it's just story. And so yeah, just just wanted to share that. And now we'll go on to our next time. Oh, what do you think about that? First of all, I don't. Even... I mean, that's pretty wild. Like yeah, I, when I think about it, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where there's been a public death around me. Okay. So, it, I I couldn't imagine just like. Because even when you were telling me that everyone's just like staring mm-hmm. and like, but everyone's just silent. It's like. That's really I, how it was. Yeah. I can't, I can't picture that. That's mm-hmm. almost insane to imagine a, a, an area like Flushing with how yeah. busy it is yep. for everything to just stop. That's a great point. That's a great point. Cause there was no traffic kind of like, I don't think it's ironic, but just opposed to how much traffic there was before she got ran over and how much there still is day to day. Um, just, just constant Especially in that little turn, because that's right before the highway. Okay. So, you're right. Everything comes to a standstill, and we as people, we just have to know, right? We didn't, we we didn't just ignore it or nothing. We just yeah. had to all be there. My coworker literally was like, "Hey, let me traumatize you real quick. <laughs> Come on outside." And a part of me, I mean, most of me wishes I didn't see that. Most of me wishes that like that never entered my vision. But I gotta just take it as it is and learn from it. Again, there's no moral to this story, but it's just interesting. Yeah. And that's really that's really why I told it. So there'll be a lot of stories <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Wow. But on the positive side, Spider-Man. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to mention again that we've mentioned this in past podcasts. But Hobby is an avid like comic book enthusiast yep. Yep. all around all the universes, DC, Marvel, etc., and for I, me, I play all fields, baby. All fields. And for me, I don't play most of them. <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> I kind of just take in what comes across me. But I have said this in the past. A lot of people, a lot of people that I do know, and a lot of friends that I do have, read comic books. And if you see somebody with a comic book in their hand, be their friend because they they're cool gotta, motherfuckers. Oh. oh, what's up? What? No, I, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought you were gonna say they probably got a big dick, but you know, <laughs> hey, whatever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they're cool people too you know so, whatever we, we, were, we were clearly going on, on two different paths there. i like your oh <laughs> <laughs> like damn it <laughs> so that's why I, I was thinking about talking about spider-man because i saw right. it recently and i was just like no let's talk about it because first of all the spoilers fuck it if you didn't watch it you didn't watch it we're yeah, in the now right okay. now so gonna be spoilers but don't skip it please just watch the movie and then continue listening if you haven't if anything, um, if anything, we'll we'll add in an edit where we can put in a, a timestamp where you can skip ahead of yeah. this segment. Or you we'll, could just grow up and fucking listen to the spoiler. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That too. <laughs> but if anything, for the edit, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the space for the timestamp nice. to go right forty five minutes. Here. Got you. I don't know what the fuck he just said, <laughs> but <laughs> if it helps you from not getting spoiled, I understand. Well, let me ask this real quick. Why do you think people like to spoil things? Especially with I, social media today. It's just I it's just some weird satisfaction. It's mm. just like people just like being awful and it's, it's just so evil. easy to be awful on the internet. So it's just Yeah. Or like somebody spoiled it for them, so like now I gotta spoil this for you guys. Yeah. That could be it too. Little kids just mm-hmm. being snotty 
brats. Yeah, little kids spoil like shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't ask like no my, kids for feedback. My my baby cousin, he's always telling me about situations where movies get spoiled for him before he sees it because someone at school, <laughs> we all have, like everyone in my family has his voice for him where we make him sound like this, and so he's like, oh dude, someone at dude. school. Like, Some kid at school told me Santa wasn't real. Fuck my shit up, bro. <laughs> I remember yeah. someone told a, a friend of a friend of mine that in the seventh grade, mm. and he shed a tear and was pretty silent for the rest of the day. One single tear. That was the last tear shed, bro. It, it it was pretty surprising. We were all after like that day. I remember we were like, "Yo, does does James believe in Santa Claus?" <laughs> <laughs> like, He's like, "I used to." <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. So so basically, yeah. Pretty much expert compared to like novice in terms of the field of superheroes, et cetera, et cetera. And I know just the movie itself, Spider-Man No Way Home, is a vague topic, but I think there's a lot to speak. There's a lot to speak about. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll start off with me, like I was saying, we were talking about this earlier, that I wasn't a fan of Tom Holland and Zendaya in the beginning, and a lot of me was like, "Damn, am I just an old hater? Like, am I just somebody who's hating on the new generation of things coming out?" Cause I'm on that Peter Parker wave of uh, what's his name, Tobey Maguire. Okay. So I was like, damn, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of how Tom Holland looks. Like in terms, of, I, I say he looks like a man boy, compared, yeah. you know, for Spider Man. And I mean, he is a teenager in in this one. He's a teenager, but like I just think his face, he looks like Harry Potter put on the body of like the Captain America before he got blown up into, <laughs> you know, it's just, he looks so odd. And then, you know, as the movie was going on, I was just saying, this is kind of cheesy. This is kind of not what I was expecting. And then it just blew up to this crazy, crazy eventful magic that took me in. Like, it twisted everything around. And as soon as Tom Holland got more dramatic, it, it was amazing to me. Yeah. So that's how I, I took those parts. I remember seeing before the movie came out that Tom Holland said that Spider-Man is actually a really sad movie. Mm-hmm. And... It is. It's very dramatic. Yeah. Like, and I think it's so interesting that you didn't like Tom Holland's and Day at first because mm-hmm. you haven't seen Homecoming or Far From Home. Exactly. And it makes me wonder if if you had seen those movies first, if like you would have gotten used to them in in that way because True. they're they're pretty well established by this point because yeah. it's a third movie. And like in the first movie, uh, uh, MJ isn't even the girl that. Uh, Peter's going for is is a uh, Gwen Gwen Stacy? No, no, it, it's, it's just... a different girl whose name is Liz. Oh, oh okay, okay. And I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. so that it, it they really establish the characters in in a in a new way in the MCU, mm-hmm. and so it really makes me wonder how like you would have taken that if you had started from like Homecoming. And her name's not even Mary Jane; it's Michelle Johnson. Right? Michelle <laughs> Jones. Michelle Jones. There we yeah. go. Again, like you're right. I, I feel I needed to watch the earlier movies. And uh, my question is, do you think that at this rate, are they following the comics like word to word or pen to pen or are they, are they kind of off and dramatizing them? Because I was talking about Narcos and how uh-huh. like they dramatize, you know, Pablo Escobar's endeavors with the DEA and stuff like that, which is completely different from like a fictional comic book story. But how are these Marvel movies going forward with that? Are they side by side mimicking the comic books or are they well, creating new things? I mean, it's at this point, it's it's always a mix of, of the two things. Mm-hmm. They they usually take a storyline mm-hmm. and then they build off of that. 
Okay. So in the comics, it's happened before where uh, Spider-Man's identity has been revealed mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange uh, erases everyone's memory. That's, that's been ha- in the comic books. That's happened in the comics. Got you. Um, I, I've never read the storyline specifically mm-hmm. uh, or personally, I mean to say. Um, so I don't necessarily know how his identity gets revealed in the comics or yeah. anything like that. This one, it was but, Mysterio, right? Mysterio. Yeah. Who's Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. That's so crazy. I had no idea. I didn't know Jamie <laughs> Fox, Jake Gyllenhaal, any of these motherfuckers were in the universe in terms of Marvel movies. Well, have you seen the Amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield? The first one with the lizard. Okay. With the lizard okay. guy. Which off the bat, since you brought it up, I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man because of the scene where he leaves and goes and skates. He okay. just seems like <laughs> he seems like exactly what Peter Parker is. And this is off my basis of Spider-Man. Like a lanky teenager who's kind of just childish, but still growing up. You know, he has the he has just the voice, the face, like the hair is ridiculous, but kind of also um superhero y, you know, you could like um I don't know, he he to me he looks like not a man boy, just like a young person. As in Tom Holland, he just looks like a grown ass man in the face. <laughs> and I don't then know, young man. I don't know, man. I just don't see him at all. I don't as, know, as, man. <laughs> I I've always, like personally the way that I've seen like the different uh, actors who've played Spider Man, mm-hmm. uh, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. I I always see it this way. I feel like uh, uh, Toby Maguire is a great Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I feel like Andrew Garfield is a great Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Tom Holland is a good mix of the both. That's good. I like how because you- uh, Toby Maguire, he's good as Peter Parker. He he delivers that really nerdy like side of Peter Parker and all that yeah. stuff. And Andrew Garfield is good as Spider Man because he's really funny and quippy, yeah. and he makes a lot of jokes, which is a lot more like Spider Man. Yes. And Tom Holland does the both. He's really nerdy, but still like very funny and quippy as Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And it. There, there's uh, this really funny moment in Homecoming mm-hmm. where uh, spoilers. They, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <please. laughs> continue. Homecoming being the first one. There's this really funny moment mm-hmm. where uh, these guys are robbing a bank and they're wearing masks of the Avengers. Okay, and so awesome. and so Peter walks into the store into the bank and like uh, they're the the guys are so distracted like uh, uh, attacking the ATM and taking the money for it mm-hmm. that Peter just takes a second he scans the room and he just kind of like awkwardly fixes himself up against the door and he's like hey guys and it's uh, just like it, it's so it's, it's so, like deadpoolish almost like hey guys yeah, like, you know what I, it, yeah. it's so childish <laughs> awesome. and like funny and just so awesome. entertaining and it's like i think tom holland does a great job of like delivering that as peter parker and a spider-man mm-hmm. but i i i think with what, what was really interesting is that at some point uh well, not at, at at a very specific point. Since we're doing spoilers, anyway. For sure, for, for sure. Yeah, I think it's better too. Because fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> Let's just talk about it. You know. Yeah. So, and uh, something that's very comic book accurate mm-hmm. is uh, what what Aunt May says to Peter right before she dies, because we all know the saying "With great power comes great responsibility." Yeah. But in the comics, the saying was "With great power, there must always come great responsibility." That's the actual line. Yes. Whoa, I didn't and know that. That's, that's crazy. What, and that's what Aunt May says in the movie. I just got chills. So she says I I just the comic chills. accurate version of it. And it, wow. when I heard that, I was like, whoa, oh my God. And <laughs> <it's>, Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, awesome. And then it, it hit me. I was like, oh my God. Like, this is Peter Parker's origin. Like, the in the MCU, that is. Mm-hmm. Like, 
all the movies that he's been in from Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, his two movies on mm-hmm. top of that. He's been in six movies total. Wow. Tom Holland, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he's been in six wow. movies total now. Money. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but wow, that's pretty incredible regardless. And mm-hmm. I just, I think it's such an incredible way where it's like, wow, we've just been seeing him build up to this moment. Yeah. Because especially with how it ends with him donning a new suit. Yeah. And like he's living on his own now. No one knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He's really on his own. And it really... I love that new suit, even though we could barely see it in the dark. Yeah. And that, that. that was the suit with the claws coming out. I mean, the in the beginning or the newer suit at the end? At the end. Which suit was that? Remind me. The, it's it's like he he knits it himself. They they sh- like it's like you wow. see the sewing machine and yeah. like he jumps out the window and it kind of looks like the classic Spider Man. That's suit. His, that's what I'm. Th- I guess I guess like, I was infatuated with the first one, the beginning scene where the what legs are coming out his side body. Yeah, with the, the that iron, was cool. The iron as fuck. spider. That one was cool as fuck. But you're right. I like seeing the classic Spider Man suit because you can't go wrong with that. I don't yeah. know. He sold it himself though. That's awesome. Yeah, it, you just see the sewing machine. I was like, that's like, and it, the, another thing I noticed too is that when he's carrying the box into his apartment, he, mm-hmm. there's a book for a GED. So it's like, you know, awesome. he's going to, he's going to get his fucking high school yeah. diploma still. And it's like, you know, it, I, there's just a lot of small things where I'm like, wow, the, this is really like the beginning of a new era for which Spider-Man. Is, which is important. MCU. Yeah. And it's really cool. I, I, I was, I, I fell in love with the movie instantly. I, I was like, right from the get go, I was so excited to see how this was going to continue from far from home. Cause mm-hmm. far from home ends on the cliffhanger of his identity being revealed. Yeah. Cause so, that's, how, that's how it starts. Right. Yeah. He's like, his identity is Peter. I was yep. shocked by that. Cause obviously I have seen the movie from before. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. But, but <laughs> this to, is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to, but to backtrack, I think it's important when, you know, people are like, oh, the book was better. Or the, you know, the movie <laughs> was better. But I like how you're able to appreciate and identify Aunt May saying the actual quote. Of, yeah. Like, was it there could be? Was it? With great power, there must always come great responsibility. I think that's amazing because you felt different than I did when we both watched the movie. You get me? Like when I watched the movie and I heard that, it was just like, oh, it's cool. I was like, oh, I, I know what that means. But when you heard it, it was amazing, you know? And I think those things are important. That's why I asked that question of how much does it compare, Yeah, you know? I think those they're important and uh, Marvel keeps that into consideration. Yeah. And yeah. Also, I remember, I remember you mentioned that when Marvel makes these movies, they associate with, with the army. Yes. Can you, can you give us some info on that? Because... When I was watching the movie, we say for the credits, as you should. And one of the as little you things should. as you should. And one of the things I saw while I was reading the credits, not all of them, <laughs> <laughs> but it said in no way has has Marvel been paid to promote any tobacco products that you've seen in this movie. So I'm like, oh yeah, if you they don't want to get sued to be like, hey, you're promoting cigarettes to children, da 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 da. da. Yeah. So they have to put it in there. And like uh, our friend Brian mentioned, you can't if you're working with animals, you have to say none of them have been harmed or killed. Yep. So what is it with the army that Marvel associates themselves with? 
Well, they have a partnership with them where pretty much uh, in the deal is that they get to sort of use like military like vehicles and things like that, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like not soldiers, probably maybe just like the outfits and things like that. Yeah. And just be able to use certain, I guess, fields or explosives and things like that. So they just have a good deal where it's like they can use all this stuff for their movies and their TV shows. And in return, the military has to be shown in a good light. And so there's a lot of instances in the movies and TV shows where there's the one bad government agent where no one likes. And they're like, oh, this guy sucks. This guy's the worst. He's so selfish. He's just doing all this for himself. Uh He's mad of power, this and that. And then there's the one good government agent that's like, no, we need to do it by the books. This is how it's done. And then it gets done that way. And we're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So In, In a way, doesn't that sound like propaganda, though? It is. It, yeah, it has to be, it, right? It's, de- it's definitely like it's definitely a form of propaganda, which is just really interesting mm-hmm. because no one really thinks about it. But when when it's said out loud like this, it's almost kind of hard to ignore. It's super hard to ignore, and and I didn't even know that the partnership existed because if it was just Marvel being like, "Hey, you know, kids are watching. Why why even just promote the army in a bad way? Why be political? Let's just we're just gonna do this for the sake of the story." But then yeah. when you hear that, it's like, no, we need to we need to get the information from the army, but also now we have a deal with them because of that information source. And I, I think that was pretty important just when you create anything, because when you create anything, the bigger you get, the more you're held accountable. And it goes back to say you were working for like a radio station and say you were working for a radio station and then you kind of hated cigarettes. Yeah. But then their biggest sponsor is Newports. And they're like, hey, we know you hate um, cigarettes but Newport is funding you they're paying you 25% of your check have, have you ever seen Mrs. Doubtfire no I haven't I, I know it's a classic for yeah, sure in, in, uh, in the movie Robert Williams Ro- yeah rest in peace in the movie <laughs> oh, I love him rest yeah. in peace that was sad shit when he died yeah God, it was damn. come on Robert Williams <laughs> But in that movie, he's a he's a voice actor, and so you see in the beginning of the movie, he's voice acting for like almost a sort of a what do you call it? Uh, uh, was it like Looney Tunes? I guess like a Looney Tunes esque kind of show. Okay. Or like Tom and Jerry kind of esque like cartoon show, mm-hmm. and there's a character smoking like a cigar. Okay. And he starts like uh, going off the lines. He's like, "Oh, this cigar is gonna kill me. Oh, oh wow, it's so bad for me." And Mrs. Oh, Doubtfire. Yeah. Wow. And, and he's like, oh, this this cigar is going to uh, give me lung cancer. And like he starts making jokes about that, of how he's going to of what's going to happen to this character for smoking cigars. And he's doing it in a funny cartoon voice and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he get he gets fired for that from his job. And that's how the movie opens up. Wow. He's like, he's like, no, I like I don't like this and this and that. And it's ridiculous. Like we shouldn't be promoting like cigarettes and cigars to children. And so he was kind of sending that message. Yeah. And That's it's just crazy. It it it's it's almost a meta way of sending that message in a movie where you you see that happen for a TV show, because especially back in the day, like you see things of Tom and Jerry of like uh, them smoking and things like that, and whatever the case is, and it's just even even the Tom and Jerry's or like the Walt Disney, not the Walt Disney Looney Tunes, where yeah. they used to wear like swastikas. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen that before. Yeah, but different time and case. But I, I like that, and I. I I definitely want to check out that scene at the very least, if not watch the whole movie because of its classic essence. But I think it's important. I think it's important because people are watching these movies and those messages do get across because kids are very, uh, not influential, what's the word? 
well, you know, when they see something, they'll they'll take it in as like, oh, well, that's right and that's wrong and this and that. And for sure, like I've seen army commercials now that ident- that are identical to Call of Duty. I don't know if you've ever seen the army commercial where it's people like doing certain things and it I looks mean, like a Call of Duty trailer. Call of Duty and, arm- and the army also have a partnership. Amazing. Amazing. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Wow. The army has, has a Call of Duty esports team. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, but... But wow, and in, in the college football, Army and Navy both have football teams to play. Uh, I don't know actually. No, they do. do. They? Like they oh, actually they do? do. Yeah, oh, like that's... like sometimes in um like like Memorial Day or something, like they'll play each other, Army wow. against Navy, which is you know it makes sense. Um, but of course, there's promotion of both those things within yeah. there. You know, I know a lot of people that I played football with in high school that are in the Army, like in the past or now. I remember going to community college. That's where I went. <laughs> and, and on the way from the train to the college, there was an army sign up sh- um, site. Uh-huh. So that that's how they would get you know people to join. They would be like, "Hey, like, as you're walking to class, they would be like, hey, join the army, join the army.' They'll have booths right by the school. Yeah. And I've always thought, I'm like, that's kind of evil, man. Because <laughs> right, because I I completely get the necessity to have an army. Obviously, we need to protect ourselves, defend ourselves. But when your target is People who are developing mentally just out of high school, getting their education and yeah. dealing with some of the most emotional times in their lives. It's a it's a very vulnerable position to be in. And then you have somebody say, hey, we'll pay for education and you're going to community <laughs> college. You know, you can't barely afford it. And so we got you. We got you with college and stuff. And then you go and you're like, fuck, why I even, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I made a instant decision. Uh, yeah, you know that 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 is us going down the beehole hole because we just sidetracked. That was, that was <laughs> I was thinking about yeah. it at some point. I was like, "Whoa, well, like you were supposed to be talking about Spider Man, right? <laughs> Spider Man." And, no, and but that was an intense beehole. That was intense beehole. And if you don't know what the beehole is, and you're like, "Why talking about asses?" The beehole is uh, not a not a beaver hole. The beaver a, hole. The beaver hole. There we go. It is the beaver hole as opposed to the rabbit hole. Yeah, we don't do the rabbit hole on Earth and Mind. Nah. We do the beehole. <laughs> um. But yeah, as as we're talking about Spider Man, is there anything that stood out to you? Any points you have to make about it? Because I really, I really do value the things you have to say about Marvel films and DC films. I remember with the Killing Joke, I loved it, and the Joker movie, I loved it. And you were like, they were, "Killing Joke was I," and you kind of don't like Joker at all with Joaquin Phoenix. So, so let me know what you think about No Way Home, like final Javi rating. Ooh, all right. I would say I would say this movie really delivers on on what we see from Far From Home, okay. and it it really uh uh be, starts the era of a new Spider Man in MCU, and it's really exciting, and yeah. it's really nostalgic, and mm-hmm. it's really fun, and it it does it really serves the fans, and and not a really cheesy way, but in a really fun way where it makes sense because as soon as i saw that fucking stick show up early yeah. on in the movie and then matt murdoch was fucking there I was yeah like, man that got no me hyped. no way that got me hyped because i love daredevil and netflix i love 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 that show so shout out to brian for putting me on so <laughs> so good such a so when i saw him too i yeah. was out I was like, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. Like, what the fuck? And Kevin you know? Feige, who's the producer of like the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. he's already said that Charlie Cox is gonna is awesome. gonna come back as Daredevil in the MCU. Awesome. So bro. we're gonna see 
like Charlie Cox come back in some form. I'm so hyped. But it's wow. like, you know what's crazy? I, I once took the train to Charlie Cox. No way. Yeah, he I was, was lying. He was like, no, I'm just kidding. I was somewhere in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> of course. <laughs> leaving Hell's Kitchen. Wow. On like the Henry Q train mm-hmm. and fucking I saw him taking a picture of a fan like at the turnstile and I was like, what the fuck? Did you approach shit? him or you were like, nah, uh, I don't want to be that person. I, I didn't really want to be that person, but uh, we got on the train with him uh-huh. and like he sat down and like as we were walking past, he kind of looked up and I was like, oh, and I uh-huh. waved at him and like he waved back. I'm nice. Like, oh, Let's go. At least like, some form of communication. Yeah. Awesome, I was like, yo, awesome. man, I'm on the train to Daredevil right now. Right. This is fucking cool. You should have threw something at him while he wasn't looking. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I was like, are you really Daredevil? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. First of all, uh, all I'm going to say is that I think the best actor in Spider-Man was Ned. <laughs> yeah, he was really funny. He's a great, great I just, actor. I just want to see Peter. <laughs> That's when he got the Doctor Strange powers with the ring. Yeah, that was oh, that man. was really cool to see too. And and the the one movie I'm looking forward to this year in terms of uh, superheroes is Doctor Strange's. Oh, I'm 100 percent looking forward to that. Doctor I'm so Strange excited. is gonna be like the last time we got a teaser trailer for a Marvel movie mm. as the post credit scene was for Cap was Captain America one wow. when we got the teaser trailer for the Avengers at the end of as a post credit scene. That's when. I'm, I may be mistaken on this one. It was the daughters of Thanos in space. Or am I wrong? It was like the two. Is it Thanos' daughters? He has daughters, right? Yes. And it's both of them in space. That's the end. Or am I bugging? Uh, was that Guardians of the Galaxy? I think that was Guardians of the Galaxy, Shit. the post credit scene. Because the post credit uh-huh. scene of Captain America 1 was a teaser trailer okay. for the Avengers movie. Mm. And that that's a, awesome. The fact that they did it again for now multiverse of madness mm-hmm. i feel like they're really hyping this movie up and awesome. it's like yo man what the fuck is gonna happen in this movie like who's gonna show up yeah. what, are, what cameos are we gonna get and things like that because like you know elephant in the room the spoiler that we haven't talked about yet toby mcguire and andrew garfield being in the movie oh yeah yeah because like they did an excellent job in the movie Fan, and fantastic yeah and they both like carried they, they their- addressed the the issues with this the movies i think so yeah they they like kind of poked fun at everything too yeah. like the fact that andrew garfield's like man i'm kind of lame and like <laughs> no you're amazing <laughs> he's like thanks man i needed to hear that andrew garfield <laughs> i love the little moment where he's like i love you guys and they're both like <laughs> okay <laughs> and i think that was very humble humble of them to be to say like andrew garfield's like yeah i got to fight some rhino rhino guy yeah and then tom holland was like yeah i fought somebody in space yeah. And he's like, you fought somebody in space? I'm still caught up on that. And, <laughs> and how they addressed um, Spider-Man, Tommy McGuire, yeah. that the the web came from his wrist. Rather yeah, than, that was so funny. I think that was important because I think everybody in their mom that isn't a, you know, a real Marvel fan, and you know, obviously you love what you love, but you don't. I used to think that that's how it happened. It came from his wrist. Before I read comics, that's how I thought it happened. Yeah, and so. then you realize, no. like, And I learned that from the Andrew Garfield one, where he had to attach the thing to him. Uh-huh. I, think, I think things like that are so cool. I uh, the something that I wish that they that they pointed out mm-hmm. is that because in the Tobey Maguire movies, um, we there is a Doctor Connors in his universe. He's his professor when when he's in college okay. in Spider Man two and three. In Spider in Spider Man three, he even identifies a Venom symbiote. Wait, Doctor Connors is the lizard guy? Yeah. Okay, cool. And so I wish they pointed that out. That like, oh hey, I have a Doctor Connors in my universe. Like, holy shit, he oh, turns like, into a have- lizard. That's cool. crazy. There's like, um there's trading cards that I used to have, and they're the only reason why I know about the Rhino guy, 
the Green Goblin, how he's supposed to look with the hood. Uh-huh. That William the Foe killed it, by the way. William the Foe yeah, was amazing. Yeah, he was so good in that movie. Amazing. But then, that uh, great spider sense scene. Yeah, As soon man. as it happened, I was like, what is going wow, on? So What good. is going on? Like, you just sat there like, <laughs> what was happening? That, honestly speaking, I, I, I was saying, I think William the Foe glued everything together for me. For me, he okay. glued everything together because he even says his classic line from the from the Sam Raimi films. Where what he was says, it again? Where, where he, it, I, I'm gonna mess it up, but it's something along the lines of like, you know, I'm I'm quite of a bit of a scientist myself. He does say he does, he says exactly that. That's and I I, I was like wow, and we were told by again Brian that he said he wanted to do his stunts because he's he if he didn't do his own stunts it wouldn't come off as genuine you know paraphrasing uh-huh. and he said if i'm gonna do this character and i'm gonna flaunt it like i want to i want to be involved i want to do my stunts i want to do what i can nice. to make it real and i think that's super crucial i wonder if he did his own stunts in the john wick movies maybe i forgot that he was in the john wick movies but that's also a very fun movie to watch yeah. i think i've watched two of them so far the third one, the third one is all right. It's pretty right. good. But, the but at a certain point, it's like, it's just a bunch of pow, 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 Pretty pow. much. <laughs> that's, that's why I didn't, people who are looking for a crucial storyline in that movie are watching the wrong movie. I think it's more of a a film where, there's a certain, like a slasher film, I guess. I mean, they're definitely expanding the the story in John Wick. The third really? one really expands it in, in a I, big way. I think, if, for those who don't know, in John Wick, more spoilers, there is a hotel. Yeah. There is a hotel where... People, basically, in the John Wick universe, right? People are very talented. They don't have superpowers necessarily. They're just like super good assassins, right? Yeah. And there's a certain feature in that world where within a hotel, all the assassins that can join within that hotel, like if you're staying, you can't cause violence, you can't fight each other. And if you do, you get like fined or something. You you get put on the blacklist. You get put on the blacklist. So that that's basically the gist of it. You don't have to know anything about the movie, but that hotel is the safe haven for everybody. And I think they're making a show or something off that hotel. Really? Isn't that oh, crazy? Wow, that's cool. That was one of my favorite things about John Wick when I watched it. With that hotel scene, everything of it, when they explained it and all that, I thought that was really cool. And their form of payment was a coin, right? Or some coin? Yeah. It reminded me of Bitcoin, just because <laughs> just because it's not dollars, it's something else. Fungible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so now, now we're just sidetracking like crazy. So all overall... Go watch Spider-Man No Way Home in the theaters well, if you can. Let, let, me, oh. let me get your final thoughts. Oh, Lord. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I got you. Overall, I think I'm very grateful. I watched that. I watched it right before the new year on the 31st. Nice. Last movie I saw of 2021. Okay. It, it just kind of rebirthed my love for going to see movies again because it's been a while since I've been to the theater. It rebirthed it. And uh, I stopped criticizing so much and i just said let me open up my mind to what's going to happen in these marvel movies because there's so much of them i feel like if you're not part of the way from the beginning you can't really enjoy the later ones but with this i mean i've watched dr strange before in the theaters twice because i love the visuals for it it's incredible (laughs) so when i saw it happen again in no way home i was blown away it was so cool like the trains going around in a circle i was blown away and that's the hook of the movie by the way the donut shop that Zendaya works on, Zendaya, Zendaya, whatever, <laughs> um, that is right next to my house. Like okay. I, I spent my I spent my whole childhood going back and forth to that donut shop called Peter Pan uh, Bakery Donut Shop. It's on my way from my house to my old elementary school. Oh wow! Yeah, right next to Russ Pizza. Well, like you know, a couple of stores away from Russ Pizza. If you're from Greenpoint, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Shout outs to Peter Pan Donut Shop. 
that's where she that's where she worked at in the movie. Nice. Isn't that awesome? So it's pretty cool. That's what really hooked me in. And then this film's a sunny side. I like their use of actual New York. Yes. Very beautiful. It really feels like New York. Yes. And and it actually captures it, you know. So I really enjoyed the, those parts about it. But overall, in the beginning, they may not have grasped me, like mm-hmm. my attention and my love for it. But by the end, I may ha- I had to have said, wow, <laughs> like 15 times. I was like, oh, my God, no way. Wow. I was just amazed. And it wasn't just even Tobey Maguire. It was everybody else. It was everything, a combination of everything. And I love the villains. Like, Jamie Foxx yeah. killed it. William Dafoe killed it. Whoever plays um, the lizard guy killed uh-huh. it. And one of my, I don't know why I enjoyed this so much, but Sandman. I thought the whole movie, they were going to keep him in sand form. Because uh-huh. they couldn't get him back for the movie or something. Yeah. But when he turned back to his actual character, I thought that was really dope. I, 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 I thought it, that, it, felt, it felt pretty powerful. I yeah. Was like, oh wow. And there I, it is. My theater clapped when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and to me, it kind of said you're important too. Like even though you were side um, Sandman in the third movie, right? Yeah. Like you matter, and we're gonna bring you back. We're gonna pay you, and we're gonna make sure that you're seen in the big screen. We're not just gonna cover you up in sand to make you not exist. Yeah. And I love I love the idea of saving the the villains rather than letting them die. And then the only part I guess I wouldn't like, and this is my real main part, was when Doctor Strange is doing the spell to make sure everybody forgets Peter Parker. Uh-huh. The way Peter Parker interrupted him, he was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" wait, wait you know, <laughs> I just feel like they could have done it a little better. I I thought it was like I I don't know. I know he's supposed to be like that, like a kid. And he was like, "You're a kid, Peter Parker," but to me. I just thought that that little scene could have been done way better. <laughs> that's my true criticism. That's the only part where I felt like he I, could have done. I think that done. was the point, though. I think Maybe that was so. just like to be annoying. Yeah, and you're right because it did annoy me. <laughs> so it could have they could have killed that shit. <laughs> but ultimately, no more spoilers from here on out. But I like the movie. I would give it a ten out of ten just because obviously no movie's perfect. Everybody has different opinions, but for me. Great movie. Great fun movie for literally everybody. Yeah. Right? If you've seen any Spider-Man movie, you'll enjoy this one. Thanks. Nice. Nice. I wanted to talk about that. I said, fuck it. Let's talk about it. Now we're on to the third topic. All right. All right. All right. So now the third topic, you know, we talk about COVID a lot, but we're living through this shit. So yeah. deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing that caught my mind, I read this article on Christmas Day, if I'm not mistaken, okay. or Christmas Eve. There's, there's an issue with COVID going around that flying is not so easy to do. Yeah. Flying is a difficult task now because everybody's getting the Omicron. People are realizing they can get out of work, et cetera, et cetera. When Christmas weekend came around, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there was a lot of air crew and flight crew uh, shortages. Okay. People were calling out. Delta was the most affected. Flights were canceled on Christmas weekend, meaning people were stranded at the airport, going and coming back to destinations during Christmas, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Of course, of course the sentimental you know, effect is there where you're like, oh, you know, you want to see your family, this and that. But most importantly, it just sucks to be stranded on a holiday. Yeah, it when does. You, when you're taking time out to go see people you love. or That's the last thing you want to do on, on vacation. Anything. And so I, I started researching because I was reading the article. And one of the most affected parts in the world with this situation is China. Uh, the Chinese city of Xi'an is the most affected. And um, throughout that whole time, not just from China in general, 5,400 trips were dropped from Friday to Sunday. 
So imagine those oh, wow. 5,400, you know, people or groups or anything. Oh, wow. I'd be tight as fuck. Yeah. I had my delay, my flight delayed from New York to Chicago, like three, four hours. <laughs> it was cool at first, but then I was like, bruh. <laughs> I got super high before the flight. I got super high before I was going to board. So I'm waiting there. I'm smack. And then they're like, hey, your flight's delayed. I'm like, bruh, I got high, man. Like, I'm supposed to be on the plane already. I'm here, I'm, I'm here standing awkward looking at everybody like, ah, oh, motherfucker. But um, but I got to take a shit before the flight. So. Nice. <laughs> so always take a shit before the flight. Don't ever, ever think you're not, you shouldn't take the shit before the flight. At, will, at a certain point, you, you'll get too old to let that mistake happen. Facts. Facts <laughs> it is, it is. Um, <laughs> So, so the the whole point of what I was reading was kind of bland. I was like, I hey, nobody really want to talk about flight delays, COVID. Okay. But then within the article, what I saw is that China has a zero COVID policy. Have you heard about this? Have you heard I about haven't. this? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, while COVID was happening, China they closed their borders up for nineteen months. In some of the cities, they did drastic things. One of the cities was called. This is how I pronounce it. Hi, he H E I H E. Basically, to sum it up in like simplistic terms, if you snitch on somebody who may be transmitting the virus without like because they weren't following protocol and like not wearing a mask, uh-huh. like say I had COVID, went to a concert. If you reported that person, you will get fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. Or a hundred thousand yan over there. Yen yan. That's how they spell it. So that's pretty crazy. In Mongolia. Uh, 10,000 tourists were locked in their hotel because of a COVID outbreak. So you were locked in there, 10,000. That's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Right? In Beijing, there's a couple of pharmacies that lost their license for selling medicine to people without logging their information. Because if you're sick and you're buying medicine, they have to log you in. Say you're buying medicine because you're sick. Huh. Yeah. They, um, if they're, if they tested positive, they're prosecuted for failing to report to a fever clinic. And so basically, if, you get, if you're getting COVID in China, they're fucking you over saying, yeah, nah, we're going to punish you big. We're going to really like prosecute you. One, the, one another crazy thing is that um, in Disneyland, in Shanghai, nobody there was allowed to leave because there was one COVID case. Wow. A hundred COVID tests were performed because of that. Wow. Nobody got to leave. The um, whole park Yeah man I mean imagine you're there And just cause one person got it Everybody's being tested I'd be like yo man I'm going in Space Mountain again <laughs> <Yes. this." laughs> I'm out of fucking world <laughs> Bunch of Hundreds of factories Were shut down In Zhejiang And In Zhejiang 500,000 people Were in lockdown Because of COVID Now One of the One of the interesting things That I thought uh, Happened was that They were um, Locking people up And killing their cats as well. What the fuck? Yeah, man. That's kind of crazy, right? Uh, I'm looking for the information right here because I cannot seem to find it. But essentially, yeah, if you were, um, if you were, they were locking people down in their houses and killing their household cats. My assumption is because cats range, go to different places to places and stuff. Uh-huh. So it would make sense to do that. I remember during the lockdown, like the actual lockdown, that they were killing people's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Because in, in Korea, I remember hearing that in Korea that they kill people's dogs. And one other interesting thing, and this is just my whole, this is a real rabbit hole within the b-hole <laughs> of okay. things. That what's coming up in China soon is the Olympics and an election. 
And I didn't know this, but the current president, Xi Jinping, is running for presidency. He's running for his third five-year term. People don't like him. People, I assume, you know, I think his book was on Amazon. And within China, this, this you got to fact check me on. But within China, they got rid of all the ratings for all the books wow. in China, except his, which <laughs> has five stars. Nice. Isn't that crazy? But he's running for his third five-year term, meaning he would serve 15 years if he wins this election coming up. That's pretty wild. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. And for me, I, I genuinely think that the, how COVID happened was fucking, I think these motherfuckers in Wuhan let that shit out purposely. In my opinion. Yeah. I'll never stop saying it because okay. it just makes more sense <laughs> to me. I found what I was trying to say in, in the in the city's Chengdu and Harbin and Wuji, people, they, they entered the homes of quarantine locals and killed their pets' cats. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's really, really crazy. Um, I'd and, be like, no. <laughs> I'm like, don't do You're that shit, not. bro. Uh, in the University of Hong Kong, I mean, this is just some like basic facts, but Omicron multiplies 70 times faster in the human bronchial tubes than the Delta variant. That's why it's transmitted faster. Okay. Essentially, I think that Omicron is more so just symptomatic and just makes you appear more sick than you really are. But Delta is the main worry. Okay. I also thought that this was really... Um, and for me, this is what I was going through. I thought the zero COVID policy in China is interesting just because we're not going through that yet. But if things got more out of hand, if we got more sicknesses and we were acting wild... I mean, things are pretty out of hand. They, they are. They are. So you, I, I don't know. Dude, I I don't think I don't think we'd ever implement that here in the states. We, I don't think so either. But what if we got to a point? Well, I mean, China's communist, right? If I, I'm not mistaken. I think so. I think so too. If we're wrong, whoops. That'll make your ears. But I just think that they have a lot of control of what people have to say. They have a lot of control of how they express their facts of their. You know, continent country, I forget. I'm horrible country. at geography. Country. <laughs> yeah, all my all my credentials down the fucking <laughs> um so yeah, I'm like iffy with everything China has to release to us. And I'm not a big fan of their news sources. Uh one interesting thing is that China has three point six ICU beds for a hundred for every a hundred thousand patients. Okay. So for every for every a hundred thousand patients. In China, there's only 3.6 ICU beds. Do the math. But in America and Germany, we have approximately 32 beds per 100,000 patients. Oh, wow. So it's a big, huge difference. Yeah. And you look at the circumstances, it's understandable they would have the zero COVID policy. But doing things like locking 100,000 people down, killing people's cats, shutting down factories, it's an interesting thing. There's a lot of... Like scientists, and I forget what else they're called, but they think what happens at the end of pandemics is war because okay. the lack of economic boost, there's nothing going on. People are doing what they can to make their country progress rather than the other ones. And war is a very possible outcome for that. And I think that's interesting because if we did go to war, we already we already expect it. People are talking about World War Three, this and that. Yeah. All could you imagine? About it and yeah. Things like that. So I, I think it's a very interesting thing. Um, what do you think? Do you think people do you think we will we'll go to war? And how do you think US will handle things if they get more out of hand? Not that they aren't. I feel like um 
Well, I've seen a couple of articles that have kind of talked about that maybe uh, some scientists have said that this is that what we're seeing right now is probably the peak or what we've already seen is the peak of Omicron in the States and whatnot. And that it's probably going to maybe plateau or just go down from here. Mm -hmm. So it's probably not going to get any worse from here. Mm -hmm. Um, It also seems like we're heading towards herd immunity and especially in New York. Okay. Um, So it seems like things are, are, I would imagine going to get better as the weather gets warmer and things like that. Cause it just gets harder to deal with COVID during the winter. Yeah. Um, I think that's been the biggest factor of it. Uh, so I, it, it is really interesting because even like factory shutdowns and things like that ha- going on in China, like that's why we have supply shortages and supply chains, like yeah. situations going on. There's pretty much a shortage on everything in the yeah, world. Cream right cheese. Now. Cream cheese. <laughs> yeah. Like, by the way, can I tell the people why there's a cream cheese shortage? Oh, motherfucking yeah. the biggest distributor of cheese, cheeses. <laughs> they fucking got hacked <laughs> what I, I can't i can't give you no more information google that shit yourself i just i was like why is there not cream cheese and then i google it and you know you expect oh you know cows or this whatever you know i can't believe it's not hacked <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> no, but yeah what the fuck man who hacked the cheese distributor but props to that motherfucker you know because <laughs> you're hacking cheese you, you know you're thinking outside the box. <laughs> but but yeah. That I, motherfucker I, really woke up and said, you know what? I'm going to hack cheese. some cream cheese. <laughs> he he probably he probably didn't get his cream cheese in his order that morning. He was like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> if I can't have it, no one can. Literally, bro. And so, yeah, if you don't got cream, cream cheese in your area, thank that person. <laughs> uh, I, I just think... Um, Back to like the China thing, it's just interesting to me. I just didn't yeah. expect that. I didn't want to bring up flight delays and stuff because I thought it wasn't that interesting. But it is a different world over there. We don't it we is. don't know anything about you know China itself. But when it comes to the politics of it, um, back to that like North Korea podcast I heard on that Joe Rogan shit, oh. that a lot of um, organs that are given to China come from North Korea. Really? Yeah. Like there's a this fact checking me as much as you want. There's a, a source to get organs if you need them. And one of the leading providers to that source is North Korea and the people that die from there. Wow. Mind you, again, like I said before, like kids in North Korea, like they eat rats and then they die. And then when you buy meat in North Korea, you don't ask where it comes from. And it comes back. I mean, one of the, I don't want to leech off, you know, what, what I heard from there, but I recommend everybody hear it because it, I know like the Joe Rogan guy is on top of the world and people have different opinions. People call him a doctor, horse tranquilizer. I mean, just listen and ha- form your own opinion. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's not a politician or anybody. He's just a comedian or a talk show host. <laughs> but the person he talked to is from North Korea, escaped North Korea, and is a real source of North Korea. And when I heard those things, it changed my perspective and it kind of enhanced what I already thought about China because those things are very evil. Yeah. You know, we're not that we don't do evil things here because we're associated with China in many ways. It's true. But little details like that, you get into the grid of it and it's crazy. And I, I very much think that China lies a lot about certain things that are said about COVID. And maybe we'll find out the origin of COVID in the future, but it's definitely walking on eggshells when you're talking about any of it. Yeah. Right. Just think that's interesting and we should just do a research, but there's so much research to do. It's really interesting because, I mean, 
I, I always think about like if a war is going to happen at any point because it's been some time and you can only imagine how much has been piled up over the last like yeah. half half a century to to really end up in something that could lead to a war. Yeah, you're right. Because there's been lots of tensions and stresses even before COVID, BC. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got jokes, how we got... <laughs> but you're right. You're absolutely right. And this is this is we're literally living within COVID. That was never a thing before, man. Yeah. Wow. And so it's so it's just it's crazy because everything that already sucked just sucks even more now. Yeah. And it 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 really just it really does beg the question if this is going to lead to something bigger because I thought maybe for a while like a civil war is going to happen in the States, especially when like the black lives matter protests were going on and like the riot at at the Capitol, Trump in office and stuff. Yeah. And I, I thought it was bound to happen or Mm -hmm. something. We were really close to something bad happening. That Capitol riot was kind of wild. Yeah. And even just the protests of black lives matter is when, while COVID was happening. Yeah. Right. Isn't that interesting how a lot of people, and you know, I wouldn't want to label everybody part of the black Lives matter as liberal. But most liberals, I would assume, advocate for masks and COVID protocols. But they're also out there protesting, not six feet at all, in, yeah. in large groups, going back to their other family and this and that, spreading. Like the Black Lives Matter protest was a super spreader event. It had to be, it, yeah. And any, and even the Capitol riot is a super spreader event, of course. So just how we ignore. COVID and, and how the news covers the protests more and for a second they forgot about COVID, covered it as just protests, looting, justice, whatever you want to label it as. But we, they say we don't take COVID serious enough, but neither is the news. I think so too. No, we don't. Not I mean, all. they, they, they take the juiciest stories like any other media news exactly. outlet and they just kind of floss over it and don't really think twice about it. Yeah, as long as the headline hooks you in and we get views. And even Fauci with his whole idea of... Uh, I know it's not just Fauci who just makes these decisions at the CDC. Yeah. But cutting the the work off from COVID from 10 days to 5 days. Yeah. Just to, literally, he literally said it's because we don't want our... Our society to like slow down or something. Because of jobs and stuff like that. So yeah. that's why we're cutting the 10 days to 5 days. But wait, what? Does that make any <laughs> sense? <laughs> does, does Is that really... Is that really what you're saying to the people right now? And just like if Trump said something ignorant, people will support him blindly. I think the same thing with Fauci and Biden oh, of and, and Kamala Harris. They'll just support him blindly because it's like, hey, put on masks, put on masks. The only people that I think that have the fullest right to advocate for masks and stuff like that are the immunocompromised people. I listen to them okay. the most. When I see people who are perfectly healthy, perfectly fine, look, I, I understand advocating for safety protocols, but when you're kind of mocking the other side and saying like, hey, you don't wear masks, so I'm going to show you why you're dumb for not wearing masks. <laughs> it's kind of vice versa for the people who are like, well, you're wearing masks, the conspiracy theorists or yeah. the people. Who, but when I see people who, you know, I know personally who have cancer and stuff like that and they say just know that i'm the person that's most worried about getting covid because to you it's a couple days off work but to me it's being in an icu risking death to me and then i think about wow that's why you know you could get the vaccine or not that's why you should wear a mask or not and i I think about those things but when it comes to 
motherfuckers who just post shit on social media and just are <laughs> arguing, just are doing it to argue. I think you're ridiculous and you shouldn't be making a point to be correct. You should be making a point because you truly believe in it. Yeah. I just don't think a lot of people are advocating for vaccines and masks because they believe in it. I just think they, they want to correct people who are advocating against it. I don't think people who are all young need to get a vaccine. I don't think that. I don't think five years okay. old should get a vaccine. It's it's a little like weird to think yeah. about like kids that young getting like it's the super COVID weird. vaccine. And I mean, like I guess like you get other vaccines when when you're young and stuff, but it like it's just weird to have like this new vaccine. Like and, and think about those vaccines included. you get when you're younger. They prevent you like polio. We don't get polio at all. We're not at risk to get polio, right? Yeah. When it comes to COVID vaccines, they said. They said you won't be at risk to get COVID. Them. I mean, or, or is that not the definition of a vaccine? To like not get the disease. Well, it's know? just to the to defend you as much as possible. Because well, but you don't. We don't get polio no more. We don't get measles no more. We don't get none of those things no more. Because I, I, because uh, the way it works, because uh, COVID, the virus, it is, it's similar to the flu, how it yeah. mutates and develops every year, or mm-hmm. how it's constantly changing, like how we have new variants for it. Got you. Measles and polio doesn't mutate or change anymore. But but that's my, my ultimate, like what I'm trying to say to you. A lot of people are saying, well, you've gotten vaccines in the past, but those vaccines have guaranteed us safety from those diseases, in my opinion, right? We don't. When I say polio and measles. I've never met anybody that has that now. And and when you see things like COVID and stuff, I mean, we get why are we getting boosters? Because the COVID vaccine couldn't fully protect. Yeah. And, and, and like you're saying, you're right. It is forming, uh, di- like, you know, different variations of it. But in my opinion, it's just weird. It's just a weird thing. The FDA didn't approve the booster, right? Initially. Oh, they haven't? No, I mean, initially oh. it wasn't. It was, and, and it's not an obligation to get it yet. But that was halted off the bat in the beginning. That again, you could fact check me too, but they didn't allow that off the bat. No. And I think it, it's it was just, only for immunocompromised. Yeah. And, and and that's where my biggest thing goes to. Like that's that's why I say I don't think like five year olds, twenty year olds, or even like thirty year olds like, should be getting it. I really think it's just well, I mean, do what you want. I don't give a fuck. But I think it's mostly just people who are kind of diabetic people, older people, overweight people. Um, I mean, cancer patients, et cetera, et cetera. Those people who are going to be at most risk when they do get COVID. You get me? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's just, it's controversial nonetheless. No, <laughs> you know, it, it gets, is. it gets eggshells, eggshells, you know, <laughs> but we're wearing boots out here. <laughs> so fuck it. Just crack every fucking egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, man, but at the end of the day, you know, stay safe. Really. Of course, fucking China got us talking all fucking serious <laughs> and shit. <laughs> we yeah. did, we did get a little serious. Yeah, we got. Before <laughs> I start fighting in here, bro. Nah, <laughs> but but it's important to have these conversations maturely. Yeah, I think me and you can both agree that we're not gonna be start screaming at each other because of no. cold. No, but I, what I again, this is what also I'm trying to say is that a lot of people do get like that. They get scream me over instead of like conversation. No. Rather than attack an anti-vaxxer, why don't you have a conversation with them or listen to them? Don't treat them like this person who's ignorant. Or you know, because for me, it's the same thing as if you believe in God or something else. I know there's different from scientific to faith, but some people believe in God. And if you don't believe in God, you're not gonna be like, "Well, you're stupid," <laughs> right? You're gonna be like, "Hey, um, let me just listen, to you, hear you out." 
And I don't think that people who advocate for the vaccine, especially younger people, they kind of just push people who are anti-vax down. Some people are allergic to the vaccine. I know somebody who knows somebody who works in plumbing. They're allergic to the vaccine. That's a real thing. Really? Yeah. People have died from the vaccines. No, I that, that's a yeah. f- Nobody ever wants to talk about that, but that's a real, 100% real thing. You don't even got to fact check me on that. No, I mean, but, of course. But some people are allergic to the vaccine and they're obligated to get it. And the only people who are exempt are the ones with religious. But how do you know you're allergic to something you haven't gotten? On uh, the ingredients in it, the ingredients within oh. it. Aaron Rodgers, the NFL quarterback, uh, throws the ball. He he's allergic to the vaccine, and that's why he he doesn't want to get it. And I mean, it's just like food, I guess. I, honestly, it's not. This is way different than food. <laughs> but but this person just cook up a vaccine. Real quick. <laughs> I'm a doctor now. Call me Doctor Fauci the second. <laughs> But he didn't call me Doctor Shaq. <laughs> he had to pull out his savings because uh, his job said you either get the vaccine or you don't work here no more. Oh wow! Yeah, and again, I'm not at all in agreement with forcing people to get it, mandating it. Again, these are just my opinions. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to. I'm not trying to be like this is the truth. This is not. But we are deep into it now, and you, like you said, herd immunity is real. Antibodies and this and that. And I'm not a raw doctor, so I just <laughs> You're listen, not? Nah. <laughs> I just listen to fucking people say shit and I take it in, research a little, but kind of repeat it. Yeah. But I, I have formed my opinions. I just want more mature conversations. I don't want any more screaming over this. No. You get me? Yeah. I mean, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. And I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like. Uh, to, to not drag on this topic too yeah, long. Yeah, because <laughs> we've been chatting for, yeah, for a bit. It's just... You know, stay safe. Basically. <laughs> that's, that's ultimately what we're trying to say to you. And uh, do your research. Do your yeah. own research. Like, if you really feel like I sound like an asshole right now or Javi sounds like an asshole, like, just do your own research and just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Unless somebody asks, you know, you know, it's just a weird world we live in. Everybody has an opinion. Yeah. Right. So do we. Yeah, and that's yeah. why we're doing this. <laughs> that's why you're fucking listening. <laughs> yeah, we got way serious. I'm so sorry. Let's, let's go on to some entertainment. Okay, okay. Some entertainment. We got some, some entertainment. Some fun, light-hearted entertainment. <laughs> so the movie we want to talk about is called The Vaccine. <laughs> no, oh my no, fucking God. <laughs> no, um, again, so anybody that's still listening, thank you. Always. Thank and you, now we you. are we are up to our AMC section. AMC baby. Album, movies, comics. And this week we're doing movies. We uh we watched the movie yesterday. I've seen it before. Hobby's never seen it, right? Nope. And it's a good movie called The Warriors. The Warriors. The Warriors. If you're listening to this and I just said the Warriors and you were like, oh man, that's a good movie. <laughs> Go watch that movie immediately if you've not have seen that movie. But I will say it has aged a bit. Yeah. Definitely aged a bit. So to to go further with that, this movie came out in 1979. Yep. It was directed by Walter Hill. Okay. To give a brief little intro, if you have it, because it is an old movie, and I'm sure not everybody has seen it nowadays. Um, it tells a story of a bunch of gangs in New York City. Mm-hmm. There's one man by the name of Cyrus that wants to form this unification of all the gangs. He wants, he says to the gangs in this grand speech where he says, can you dig in? <laughs> he says, we're all gangs in New York City. 
we all have our little turf, our little piece of turf. We protect our little piece of turf. The Warriors had Coney Island and the other gangs had this and that. And he says, why not instead of having this one little piece of turf, we all come together and have all of New York City. Yeah. In the movie, there's about, there's like hundreds of gangs. They all meet up in this little area. They form Cyrus. This is the beginning of the movie. And he's saying there's 20,000 cops in New York City. And I think he says like there's 28,000 gang members. Uh We can have this city. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And when I was watching this movie again, I I noticed something. And I know I'm kind of just diving right into it. Okay. But, Go ahead. But the movie was very theatrical to me. And I was pretty high. <laughs> so <laughs> what I noticed with the movie is that there's nobody else in the movie except the actors. Like there's no civilians. There's no like yeah, side like actors. No extras. No extras. Like that. It's just straight up the people within the movie. And they all kind of showed up cinematically. I mean, I, I mean everything, of course, cinematically because it's a movie. But to me, it seemed like a play. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever taken this movie in as a play, and we did some research even yesterday watching it, and the movie is based off a novel. Yeah, the novel was written by Sal Yurik, but the novel itself is based off a Greek story. Oh wow! Yeah, um, the Greek story is um, it tells the story of a professional soldier and writer called Xenophon. Okay, and to quote the website, the source is. It tells the story of the expedition of a large army of Greek mercenaries hired by Cyrus the Younger to help him seize the throne of Persia from his brother. So that story from, you know, Greek times, should have got the time period, <laughs> made the warrior novel, which is more grittier, more specific, and much more raw, I okay. think so. And that's how the movie came about. If you haven't seen the warriors... There's, there's basically a bunch of scenes where the gangs come out, the, the guys with the baseball bats, the guys with the roller skates, the, the group of girls, and the Warriors got to uh-huh. basically run through all of them like a video game. Yeah. Fun fact, there is a video game based on the movie. <laughs> we talked about that a lot. And it's kind of like going through each crowd to get to Coney Island. That's the whole story, right? Pretty much Warriors one get night framed. getting home. Yeah. The guy giving the speech uh, gets shot and they frame the Warriors. One of the things I wanted to bring up is that in the director's cut of the movie, uh, he wanted to, this movie to have comic book transitions. Okay. Because he felt that the movie was comic book-like. And it didn't make it to the final form of the movie. That's why it's the director's cut. But having seen that movie, do you think those comic book transitions per scene would have helped that movie out? And do you think it's relatable at all or anything like that? I was, I mean, I was actually kind of surprised to even see that because uh, before we started this, you showed me a clip of the mm-hmm. opening of the director's cut and yeah. it's a sort of like Greek myth and like opening, uh, like written tale mm-hmm. and it switches to sort of comic book uh, format. And that kind of really threw me off. It surprised me. And I, it never hit me when we were watching of like, oh, this is almost kind of like a comic book because the only thing that was in my mind was like, this is definitely like a video game. Yeah. And uh that's that's the only thing that hit me i never thought of it as a comic so when i saw that as as a director's cut i was like that's really interesting and so i i could definitely see it be made as a comic because anything could be a comic really true true so it's but 
it, that's a really interesting perspective on it to see it as a comic book. Yeah. And and how everything doesn't make it to the final product. Yeah. Uh, this movie was uh, put out by Paramount. So yes. Paramount was, you know, the source of the movie. And, and yeah, I never even knew the comic book was a thing within the director's cut. I've only seen the original movie. And of course, if you haven't seen this movie yet, movie yet check it out. I'm trying to detail it as much as possible. But it really is one of those movies that's a classic that you kind of have to watch to understand what we're talking about. But the basis, again, is just gangs in New York who are trying to stop the gang that they think killed the person trying to unify them. Yes. Essentially. But they were framed. They were killed by Cyrus. The guy who was giving the speech was killed by a different gang. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I mean, it, it happens right in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I mean, just check it out. And and damn, if you didn't watch it, I'm sorry. But aside from the movie itself, which we can get into in a bit, because I do want to talk about the specifics of the movie. There's something that happened during the release of this film. Okay. Now, one other thing that I showed you before we started talking, starting the podcast, is we kind of revisited Alec Baldwin. How what happened wasn't technically quote unquote his fault because he didn't well, quote unquote he didn't have his hand on the trigger, uh-huh. right? And I mean, I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. We weren't there. But Alec Baldwin, you know, he cried while he was saying that. He seems like he's apologetic. Keyword seems. Yeah. But. It's controversial nonetheless. And I was asking, I was like, is there going to be a court hearing? But I think we as people take movies kind of serious. We kind of take it as a really eventful thing. Kind of like with Seth Rogen and James Franco, how when they were going to put out the North Korea movie. The interview. Yeah, the interview. And and North Korea threatened to retaliate if that was released. And then they halted the screening of it and only released on Netflix. Yeah. I always thought that was such a bitch move by them. (laughs) <laughs> it was Sony right I don't know if they Sony released it probably not I think it was Sony yeah I hope I'm right pussies cause, cause to me when I heard that I was like why would we why would we step down like this is not to be on America but this is freedom of speech right here this is freedom to create freedom to do and it kind of comes back to that question I asked in the beginning if you're creating something would you let the bigger people control what you're saying putting out creating and there's no right or wrong answer because if obviously if there's a company that's saying, hey, you can't be racist, and you're like, wow, I want to be racist on this. It's like, whoa, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> so there's, there's reasons for that. But things like the FCC don't exist no more because you can't control the internet like you can control TV. Yeah. Right? It's kind of too big of a wormhole. So I never liked how they halted the interview from being screened in theaters. I never liked that. And now why I bring that up is that when this movie was released, three deaths occurred post-release of this movie really somebody got stabbed in the heart somebody got stabbed in the stomach and there was a shooting at a drive-in theater oh wow this all happened while the movie was being screened people were leaving this and that the the crew of the of the movie they denied any linkage they said our movie had nothing to do with these crimes happening even though all the people that died were either watching or leaving the theater to watch it Uh uh-huh and so what they did was they pulled a lot of advertising for the movie after, but eventually they put some up just to get the word out there. But what they didn't want was for the news to say killing after the movie. And then right after the news is a commercial, come watch the Warriors. They didn't want that. So yeah, they pulled it for sense. a bit, but they configured how it would come out afterwards. Paramount also hired 670 
um, uh, for 670 theaters, they hired security for those theaters while the movie was screened. Really? Private, like, security yeah. and stuff? And, and that's interesting because they denied any linkage to the crime. But why would you hire security if you didn't think you had any fault? Yeah. Right? Two shows were canceled in Oxnard and Palm Springs. And the three murders occurred in Oxnard, Palm Springs, and Boston. So, I mean, people died because of this movie, supposedly. Allegedly. Alleg- <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> um, this was very interesting. The spokesman for the for Paramount, Gordon Weaver, okay, he said he did not believe that the movie inspired the violence. He said the incident in Palm Springs the participants had been involved in, it was another fight unrelated to the movie. And that in Oxnard, the blacks had not seen the movie, but the whites... No, the blacks had seen the movie, but the whites had not. So that's what he said. He said, what happens is when you have an event where you have large groups of people from diverse backgrounds meeting in a common forum, it perhaps provides a setting for something antisocial to happen. That's really interesting wording. Basically saying that you can't have people together from different cultures because they're going to fight. Yeah. That's super odd to me. I didn't think that was okay. It's it's a very tribal-esque like, way of looking at it. Super. And you can never say that today. No. Especially, you, you can never say the blacks have seen the movie, but the whites have not. Yeah. You can't say that today. No. But that was his reasoning for it. And, you, and a mixture of culture, uh, cultural people, is going to cause a mess in the melting pot that is the United States of America. But nonetheless, uh, the state center of Massachusetts... Michael Lopresti, he complained to Boston. He said, hey, the pigs use crime in a glamorous manner. They wanted to ban the movie in Boston. And that's it. And the district attorney said that they would watch the movie and see if it was violating any local statuses. People also threw uh, rocks and bottles at police cars after the driving show. And the thing about um, the murders that happened in Oxnard... There's in that year, on the year before 1978, there was only 14 murders in a population of 100,000 people. Okay. So rarely do people get murdered in Oxnard, but just so happens when this movie came out, a person got murdered leaving the theater. Yeah. It's interesting. But somebody in Boston, a theater manager in Boston said, I'll tell you one thing though. We haven't done such good business in 15 years, not since we had My Fair Lady. And this... When we were talking about Capote and Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh-huh. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman was in My Fair Lady. That's relevant. But still kind of interesting how he said our business hasn't been booming like that. Yeah. Why are people so attracted to these controversial things that happen in movies? AKA The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger killing himself, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie, ODing on heroin or whatever he died from. I mean, people just want to form their own opinion. It's everyone has that morbid curiosity. Everyone but, wants to know. But does it make you want to see the movie more? If people are dying because of it? I would say so. Me too. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just that morbid curiosity again, where it's just, there's something about it where even with the story that you told of, of, of the lady getting run over, yeah. there's just something about death that just really attracts us. It does. Just, we we were glued to it when it happens we're like why yeah and we have to stick around for it and we exactly. have to figure out why and and i think about the dark knight shooter the dark knight shooter who went to that movie in particular to shoot up a whole bunch of people and just cuz 
just I mean, of course, he was severely depressed and he had mental problems and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But in the movie, at the end, where the guy's like, the Warriors come out to play, you know, yeah. the clinging of the bottles. Yo, that guy's got issues. Yeah, <laughs> he got issues like crazy. Did you know that initially what he wanted to do instead of clinging the bottles, he wanted to hold two dead pigeons? Weird. He wanted to hold two dead pigeons and the, and the director was like, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> he thought that the clinging the bottles would be better. But what I thought also is that Luther, the guy who cleaned the bottles and said that, and also shot Cyrus. What was his reasoning for killing Cyrus? He never said. It. At the end, what he said, he said, I just wanted to do it. Yeah. He's like, I just wanted to do things. You know, I like doing things like this. And that reminded me of the Joker. I did say that was like a real Joker movie. Right. Yeah, you did. Because I remember in, in Joker sitting on a pile of money. And then burning it. He's like, you don't understand. I was paraphrasing, of course. He's like, I don't basically do this for money. You're not on my level. I do this for, you know, for me. Because I want to. Just because. Yeah. Right? And the then, chaos. Exactly. And I think that's a real common theme that we're kind of diving into. Kind of like serial killers in the FBI. If you ever watch the show Mindhunters, how we used to never investigate serial killers. But as soon as they started to become more common, like motive and reasoning and all that stuff, they said, we need to start researching these people because if we start doing that, we'll get to know why people do these crimes. And I think we're doing that now with like school shooters, the Ethan Crumley kid we talked about who shot up, um, I think his school, where he had the note of the teacher with two bullet holes uh-huh. and the emoji laughing. Yeah. I mean, we got to just investigate these people. And super interesting. So that that's just some little back plot of the film. I thought, aside the movie being itself, I thought that was interesting, and it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, but aside that, what did you think of the movie? Like, what would you, I know we were talking a lot during the movie. <laughs> I, I never like watching movies when people are talking. We were watching it as a group. Yeah, and when I watch movies, I like complete silence, complete focus. But you kind of watch this with a little more interruption. But what did you think of the movie in general? I mean, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. It yeah. it almost surprised me that it hadn't been remade already. Oh, I think about that. But it it's pretty crazy to hear that it kind of that this is technically a remake since it was based on a novel that was based off of a tale. And True. Things like that, and the True. fact that there's a video game off of it, and you guys were saying that the video game follows so its, good follows like a sort of different uh version. Um, yeah. So. I think I think it's really clever a uh, uh, thing a mm-hmm. clever way of, of storytelling where you can retell this story and the same message just gets across where it's just this this tribal gang life is just so chaotic and dangerous and mm-hmm. insane and to do it in a time like the like the late seventies going into the eighties of New York City yeah. is such a great setting for it it, yeah, it so is brutal and it's like it it works so well it's like gangs in new york city in the middle of the night during the late 70s like uh, of course it's going to be dangerous yeah yeah. and the movie does a really good job of of setting that up hell yeah man and this is before even like the 90s and stuff where like crips and bloods and the west coast and east coast and all that stuff really like comes together but gangs have been around like forever i mean when you say tribalism is is a very real thing and i kind of thought it was contradictive of a movie to talk about unity so much 
And then the Paramount spokesperson says, well, I mean, you can't have different groups of people watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. And all that's like, what are you saying? Um, I wrote this little note. It just sounds a little, what's the word? Sophisticated. <laughs> but I wrote, uh, Cyrus's motive was to conjoin all the, all the gangs, painting out how individual gangs controlling small sections of turf is minor to them all working a collective, as a collective unit, outnumbering the police and controlling the city. This unification crushed by Luther, who murdered Cyrus and blamed the warriors just because he likes doing stuff like that, quote unquote. I just think that there's a message there for like the world and for just any like, anti-vaxxers and vaxxers or, or, uh. or just people who are angry, people who are not. But we got a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all good. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You know, I, I just think there's a real rooted message in there. And I just think it, it relates. You could take it as you want, but at the end of the day, controversy and havoc can happen in such a quick instant. And like how I say, oh, China let out the COVID. That's a quick finger to point. But just like Luther pointed the finger at the warriors and now the world's gone crazy, you know? <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting how things can go off so fast. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I love the movie. I love the visuals. I just love, I mean, the wardrobe, the, I mean, the, the movie had a budget of $4 million. Yes. And I don't know if you remember how much it equated to today. Today, it equates about $15 million. That's crazy. So it's still a tiny, tiny budget. That's like an yeah. indie movie, right? There. In comparison to like major, major films and stuff. Yeah. But I think the movie made about $22 million. Okay. Yeah, it made, it made $22.5 million. Okay. And yeah, I mean, could have made more probably without the... The things that happened, like, you know, the murders and the... Maybe it helped it. Maybe it did, honestly speaking. But I wonder, and not to, like, hope for it, but what movies in the future will do this to people again? If it will. Because I, I really think... I mean, the guy shot up the theater because he wanted to be, like, the Joker. Yeah. And that's a really important thing. Because he, he even resembles some of the comic book um, plots. Not exactly, but the shooting of the movie theater, I heard, was similar to one of the plots in the in the Batman comic books. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm correct or not, but yeah, I don't know. That's what I saw in the in the news thing, but not like word for word. It was one of those uh, things where he shot up a crowd of people or something like that. And yeah, I just um, I just think it's an important movie, and it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for the whole family. <laughs> uh, what what I think the movie does really well is that it establishes pretty quick that not everyone is going to survive this night. True. True. It, with the with the death of Cyrus right away, and the fact that one of the warriors gets got in the middle yeah. uh, of all the mess of everyone trying to run away mm. immediately off the bat, not everyone is going to make it out. Yeah. And about half of the crew only makes it out by pretty the end much of the movie. Pretty and much, it's pretty wild. You know the one of the scenes where the warrior member got tangled up with the cop, and uh -huh. the cop pushed him into the train. Yeah. Did you know that that character? got like killed off because he was having beef with the leader of the warriors like the actors like the actual actors i forget oh, their wow. names yeah but yeah. the one that got killed on the train was like having beef with the main like the lead actor the, uh -huh. the league of the warrior the leader of the warriors they, they killed him off because of that wow <laughs> isn't that interesting and they, they were saying i mean in the reviews are like why did rude. he die it's super <laughs> rude they're like you know you're gonna die and get the fuck out of here <laughs> but when i when i saw that i'm like wow that's so interesting because um I mean, you got to make certain decisions. You get me? Um, I don't know, but I, I still think that movie is a classic. I won't say it holds up like it did before, just because there's so much 
new things happening. Uh-huh. But on a personal level, I think that movie holds up just because there's a real there's a real theme there. There's a real originality to it, and you gotta be a crazy motherfucker to think of all that. <laughs> Imagine writing all that stuff down, and it was a novel, of course, too. Yeah. So you gotta give props to was it Sal Urich or Sol Urich? He's really the one to be, you know. But then you also think about the Greek story itself that it was based off of, called Anabasis. I don't think I said that. It was called Anabasis. All right. And that was probably written mad long ago. Yeah. Just about Greek brothers trying to throw over somebody, the throne of Persia. Uh, you know, it just... Yeah, I mean, a story like this, it's just... I'll say it again. I'm surprised it hasn't been remade. Yeah. You and know, I never like thought about that. should be remade. Because yeah. it is, the, this movie is a bit dated. It's got some dated terms. Yeah. Like, they throw out the F word, mm-hmm. like, a, like pretty casually. Yeah, you <laughs> do. I mean, fuck it, man. You gotta say what you gotta say. But I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say it, but... No, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but, like... it's definitely like there are things like that where it's just like i feel like a more modern version of it could could make it almost like the definitive version of it now just how with west side story just got remade and released Mm. oh yeah it did right yeah that i forget about west side story and that was uh, really well made a lot of people are saying online that it's probably the definitive version of the west side story Mm. so it I'm su- I'm surprised we haven't seen something come up. It mm. it would be amazing to see this get remade because yeah. I feel like it'd be incredible to get like some good named actors in there. Yeah, it like, would actually like get some really great sets going. It could mm. be a good set piece for the '80s still because I, it was I, really interesting watching this movie and seeing the city. Oh in, yeah, '79. The train with graffiti. The, the stage, yeah. the cars, the it's clothing. Only like three carts per train. Yeah, man. <laughs> And tiny everything every and then the tokens and the to the turnstile which is first of all also somebody died in new york city flipping jumping a turnstile yes. and then we saw nothing but turnstiles in the movie <laughs> universe type shit <laughs> i the last couple of things i'll say one of the things that i wonder if they ever remake a movie and mimic every single scene exactly but just replace the actors and the visuals That'd be cool. That'd be really I, cool. I think about that sometimes. That'd that should be, cool. be that should be a th- and I think if they were gonna do it, any movie, it should be this one. Cause I, I think maybe me not just me, people would be infuriated if they changed up a lot of things in this movie. Cause cause it's just so No, I mean peculiar. you shouldn't change it. It's not just at all. like like the West Side Story remake, it, it was almost pretty much like one to one for mm-hmm. what it was before. So it you don't need to change anything in the story. You just need to redo it. True. You just need to do it again. But then you have directors, and directors are like, "This will be better." And nah. then it's like Sonic the Hedgehog with his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's that's all you got to get the right director for. It. Facts. That's it. Facts. Absolutely. <laughs> so nice, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's a classic. The Warriors is such a different movie compared to today and it just captures the time period you know it really does that's fucking awesome it was a really good movie i'd give it a solid eight out of ten hey y'all take the eight <laughs> i'll get it i'll give it a go fucking see that shit <laughs> in my opinion but yeah i mean uh we're at the end this we're is at the end. the end this is the end this oh my god end. just like just like and just like everything has to come to an end Man, you know what's crazy? What's crazy, bro? My back kind of (laughs) hurts from carrying this fucking episode. (laughs) I'm out of here, bro. (laughs) I'm out of here. Nah, man. Honestly speaking, it's it's always very fun to do this shit. Some days we should kind of freestyle it maybe one day and just I'll come up prepared. But prepared is the best. (laughs) Always, Always the best. I just feel like nowadays, I know this is just our second official episode, but we've done about five of these now. Yeah. 
and, it's, and we've gotten into a real flow and a real groove of things. Yeah, it's man, working out pretty well. I hell think. yeah, hell yeah. And and to close it off, you know, we got our social Earth we Mind do. Matter pod on Instagram. Yes, we do. Follow us. We're follow we're, us. we're gonna be posting plenty more on that. Hell we're yeah. we're gonna be having more logos come up and things like that. And hey, in the future, maybe we'll have we'll have you guys make fan art. Who hell yeah, us? fan art guests on the show. And just tell us anything. Criticize. Uh, what's the what's that, the opposite of criticize? You know that that is um, another thing. Actually, you you brought up guests. Mm. In the future, we might have other people on this show. Yeah, I would love that because new voices are always going to bring in new opinions, always. and we're a very opinionated show. Yeah, so. we'll make sure they're not as interesting as us. To <laughs> no, of course, of course, we we still need to be you know top dogs. <laughs> we're trying to end this bitch, bro. <laughs> no, we'll we'll definitely like just. I mean, at the end of the day, this podcast is for the people, but it's also for us. It's an yeah. outlet just to speak, and everybody has an opinion. Not that you, not, not that everybody's correct, but do You're that wrong. shit. <laughs> <laughs> do do this shit because it's it's vital that you just get your mind out. Like that story I told in the beginning, I told it because it was just interesting. I don't I don't think it's the best story ever, but when were you gonna hear some shit like that? Yeah, and I bet you there's. I mean, I know everybody. There's definitely here. a way to start the episode. <laughs> <laughs> everybody here has has a story either like that or as impactful as that. I don't. <laughs> Man. Anyway, well, should I be jealous? Listen to my new podcast <laughs> featuring me <laughs> telling stories without Javi. <laughs> Man, fuck that show. That show's lame. No, but but this is this is very fun. I'm happy with this. The first release coming this Wednesday, January fifth. Fifth. Wow. Time fucking flies. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want to do on this earth. Do That's it. what I got to say. And, and when you do it, do it proud. Facts. Do it loud. Facts. Except if you fart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is what happened on earth. In our minds. And why it mattered. This is January 3rd. This, and this is Earth, Mind, and Matter. Happy New Year. Happy to many New more. Years. To many more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.